0: The Spin-off Podcast Network.
1: Tallow for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz/donate. When the facts change is
0: brought to you by The Spin-off Podcast Network in partnership with Kiwibank. The Bank for Kiwi, looking to get ahead in business and in life. A bank that delivers expertise and banking know-how, smart advice for business owners wanting to invest, grow their business or diversify. A bank that adapts with technology through the lens of its people and customers. It is a bank with heart that is driven by its purpose. Kiwi, making Kiwi better off. One of the fun things I do is get to look at how financial products are produced and how they change the way we live. That seems like me trying to excuse the fact that I care about how mortgages are structured and what an interest rate is and what deposits people have to put aside and what is the security that you can get for a loan. It's true, I'm a bit of a tragic. But actually, it really matters when you think about. Where we live, how we live, who we live with, how we bring up our kids, are they safe, do they feel secure, are they warm, are they dry? These are the things that really matter in Aotearoa. That was reinforced this week when the University of Auckland put out the latest wave of its Growing Up in New Zealand longitudinal study. This one's called Now We Are Twelve. So for the last 12 years, the University of Auckland have been following 4,500 kids. They've been growing up in all sorts of different situations, different places within Auckland and in all sorts of different levels of privilege, of background, of endowment. And they're starting to understand now, what is it that makes a happy, healthy child and family? Uh, Because they're following them day in, day out for 12 years. And the pattern has emerged and those regular listeners of When the Facts Change will know we've spoken before about the Growing Up in New Zealand study, but the latest one that was out this week from the university is sobering and really should focus all of our attentions on how we live, what types of houses we live in, whether we own them or whether we're renting them, and how much they cost to rent or own. This study showed that around 7% of young people in Aotearoa experienced homelessness at some point in the last few years. And that half of our kids moved house at least once between the age of eight and 12. And about 20% of our kids have experienced unstable tenancies. And that's where the landlord kicks them out because they're selling the house. That means they might have to move school. That means that uh, their parents or whoever are looking after them have to spend a lot of money finding another place. If they can get another place, unstable, mouldy, cold homes are stunting our development as a country. And there's nothing more important than home ownership. And finding a way, whatever way it is, to, I suppose you could call, get on the ladder, which implies that it's all about some sort of uh, financial master plan. But actually what really matters is finding a secure, dry, warm home in which to live with the people you love and would like to build a family with. And one of the main issues at the moment, of course, is that house prices are just so blinking high. In fact, this week, the Reserve Bank came out and said that a house price to income multiple of nine was sustainable, financially sustainable. What they meant was this is where house prices could settle. Now, that's not the same as affordable, which the Reserve Bank acknowledged, and it means that people are having to come up with very large deposits. It means that a single person alone might find it almost impossible unless they've got help from the bank of mum and dad or they happen to have married or partnered up with someone else who is also on a high income. But what if you haven't partnered up? What if you actually quite like living with your flatmates, but you don't want to be kicked out? Is there a way to get into ownership, to find more stability, to put the things on the wall that you want to? And maybe with the people that you want to live with who aren't necessarily – the traditional partner or husband or wife or uh, someone in a specific romantic relationship. We build our lives around these standards, these expectations, but maybe things are different. Maybe we just want to live with our auntie or our cousin or her brother or the two flatmates we've went through university or school with. Maybe that's what we want to make permanent. It's actually quite difficult and it's certainly not traditional to do that. This week on when the facts change we look at a different way of doing it. Kiwi Bank have come up with a specific system, a product if you like, of co-owning properties, which mean that people can get together with their flatmates or cousins or brothers and not necessarily their romantic partners to organize, to buy a house, to bring money together into a deposit that's big enough to get into a house. And KiwiBank will look at the deposits, the income involved, the people involved in the same way as a traditional partnership. So it's not necessarily more expensive or anything. This is just how it operates. Now, you could make the point, ah, when the facts change is sponsored by KiwiBank. So this is the sort of thing they do. Well, yes, that's true. Let's be upfront about that. But also, I'm curious about how different structures of getting into home ownership, different types of mortgages, different ways to organize deposits, actually change the way that we think about what a traditional home living arrangement might be or what size it might be with different types of generations. This week on When the Facts Change, we speak to Philippa Scott, a mobile mortgage manager at KiwiBank, and Pip Maxwell, who produces mortgage products at KiwiBank, about their new co-owned product and explore why it was needed, the solution to the problem, and also how this different type of getting into home ownership might actually change the way that we live or the types of houses that get built. That's this week on When the Facts Change. Kia ora and welcome into When the Facts Change to Pip Maxwell and Philippa Scott from KiwiBank. Great to see you.
2: Good to see you too. Thanks for having us on today.
0: Now, I'm I'm curious about how to buy a home and how in particular, for example, my daughters might be interested in doing something like this. Philippa Could you tell us about what you were hearing from customers about, you know, how to get into a home, the sorts of issues people were facing, the sorts of ideas people had?
1: Yeah, so I don't think it's sort of any surprise when I say that it's been really tough over the past few years to get into home ownership. Um, Saving a deposit, um, the just day-to-day cost of living and, and rising interest rates have made it really challenging to get a foot on that property ladder. Um, So what we've started to see more of is friends and family teaming up together, combining their deposits, combining their financial positions to actually get a foot in the door and to start that home ownership process.
0: Because the traditional way, if you like, I suppose, is to pair up with someone and um, if you still haven't got enough, maybe um, see if... Mum and Dad could be the bank and um, perhaps provide some help. But this is something different. Can you explain how?
1: Yeah, so co-ownership is really an alternative to the bank of Mum and Dad. Not everyone have or has parents that are financially able to offer that sort of assistance. So this is really about, doing it by yourself, but doing it by yourself with someone that you know, that you trust, um, that you're comfortable dealing sort of financially with. So, it's recognising that um, you want to do this alone, but maybe it's really challenging to do it completely alone. So, finding other people who are like-minded in a similar position, combining your resources to, yeah, get onto that
0: that property ladder. And so what sort of combinations of people were you seeing um, turn up and what sort of ideas were suggested?
1: Yeah, so I've had um, flatmates who have been renting together for three or four years and quite comfortable living, obviously, with um, with those people. Um, I've had brothers and sisters, um, Couples who are also friends wanting to to pull resources together. So there's such a a wide variety of people looking to do this. Um, And it's probably something that's not well sort of known about. Um, If you don't know, you don't know. And I think this is one of the cool things about Kiwi Bank and the co-own proposition is that we're letting people know this is an avenue um, to get into home ownership.
0: So, Philippa, you're out there as a mobile mortgage manager. You're seeing people day to day uh, on the ground, if you like, saying, hmm, how can I deal with this issue? Pip, you're in the um, product development um, uh, place within Kiwi Bank. So, you heard from Philippa that uh, there were a few people in the situation who maybe weren't going to do the bank of mum and dad Uh, thing. So, what did you come up with?
2: Well, if we look back to why we made that decision to bring co-own into the light, it really was that acknowledgement of the challenge faced by 1st home buyers in building a deposit. So, a year ago, our economist identified that if a household on the median income was able to save 15% of their income, it was going to take over 11 years to amass a standard deposit. And for an individual, that's going to take even longer especially with the increased cost of living that, that uh, Philippa alluded to earlier. So, you know, we acknowledge that not everyone's in a relationship, like a traditional relationship in terms of buying a, a property. So, teaming up with your close friends and families that you trust could be a solution. So, with Co-Own, it does that. It allows you to combine your deposit so that you can amass the standard deposit that most banks are looking for now, at 20%
0: yeah I mean, how how does that work? Let's say you're together with your flatmates or maybe as a cousin or a sister or something like that. How does that work from a bank point of view? because this isn't you know the the um the vanilla way to do banking in mortgages. So how does the bank think about
1: it? I think from the bank side of things, it's important to understand we don't treat, people any differently um, than we would in a, a more traditional circumstance. If you were buying with a partner or if you were buying by yourself, at the end of the day, it comes down to who that person is, what their income and expenses are, and can they afford the home loan. There's no extra hoops that people are jumping through. There's no extra assessment criteria or anything different about that home buying journey. It's just you're doing it with a friend or a family member rather than a a partner or by yourself. So, yeah, from the bank side of things, no real difference.
0: And Pip, I mean, how did you have to think about it um, and uh, uh, structure things from a, a product point of view?
2: I mean, broadly speaking, we consider the sustainability of people's incomes and we link back to the customer's financial goals um, and what we would be wanting to do is ensure that you know it, everybody's on the same page and understanding that this is joint borrowing you're liable for the entire
0: loan and that's a really interesting uh, idea because um, flatmates can be fantastic they can take the things that you've left in the fridge for yourself uh, they, <laughs> they can also be amazing when you're sick and, and, and bring your soup. Uh, how do you, as a you know, home buyer, make sure that uh, your flatmate or your cousin is as reliable or is as connected to you as perhaps, you know, a romantic or legal partner?
1: Yeah, so that's, I guess, an individual decision for any borrower about who they enter into sort of any financial obligation or or financial relationship with. It comes down to, do you know this person and do you trust this person? And if the answer to either of those questions is no, then you shouldn't be buying a house and entering into that sort of relationship. Um, Because there are pros and cons to this, it's not going to suit everybody. Um, But for those that have similar plans and similar views, um, this is a a really good way for them to get into home ownership. But I think the key part here is trust. um, And do
0: you trust that person? Uh, Pip, I'm guessing as well, you have to make sure that you've had some independent advice. Could you talk a bit more about that?
2: Absolutely, you know, you make sure that you're heading into the co-ownership with people that you trust and that you're seeking advice from a lawyer to ensure that you're covered in a legal sense and in terms of the actual home loan, making sure that you um, fully understand that you are all deciding how that home loan is structured. We strongly recommend that uh, a customer has a property sharing agreement in place um, and Philippa as a mobile mortgage manager will talk through some of the pros and cons of what that can look like but ultimately your lawyer will provide you with the rights and obligations that the property sharing agreement will cover.
0: Uh, Philippa, I wanted to ask you a bit more about you know how things have changed from a home buyer point of view in terms of you know how people see a household formation because you know 50 60 years ago the only way um, these things were done and in fact you know some banks would not lend money to women for example, or would not lend money to people who weren't legally married. <laughs> Seems <laughs> extraordinary now. Yeah. And and the idea of, um, you know, a couple who weren't necessarily married or were gay or or who were working with and living with, you know, people from extended whanau, can you tell us a bit more about, you know, how they Potential home buyer groups of people have changed over the years, and 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 why, you know, that very traditional mum and dad married is is maybe not as common as it used to be.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I've been lending for something like thirteen years with Kiwi Bank, so I've seen um, quite a few different borrower structures and household structures over the years, and I think as a culture, New Zealand has shifted away. Um, from expecting the traditional relationship. Um, and I think banking has evolved to view people's situations in a lot more holistic and individual um, sort of sense that we're not putting people into boxes. We're really looking at the the pros and cons of, of each individual situation. And people are a lot more financially independent um, than they were 20, 30 years ago the The household structure has changed quite a lot um, in terms of who's the main income earner and sometimes, yes, that is a, a traditional husband and wife situation and husband works full-time and the, the wife looks after the kids and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But we also don't want to penalise people who aren't in a traditional relationship, who still want to have that same sense of security um, and financial stability that home ownership provides. And I okay. think yeah, over the years, banks have come to recognise that we need to look at things differently um, in order to help Kiwis get on, on that property ladder and uh, assist with that journey.
0: And Pip, how, how does the bank treat, you know, these less traditional structures or ways of buying uh, in terms of, you know, prices and deposits required and all of those things, which um, signify, you know, the, the risk that a bank might see in a, a lending relationship?
2: Well, I think that we have a responsibility to have diverse options for all Kiwi. Um, so, in terms of how we respond, we have a full suite of ways and to support first-home buyers who have less than 20% deposit and various programs that we offer, such as First Home Loan, Kainga Afenoa, uh, our first home partner that we're about to launch. And Co-Own is just one of those other pathways. Um, so in terms of pricing, uh, it does depend on the equity position, so how much deposit the customers get it putting in. Um, with most of our Co-Own uh, arrangements, they are pulling together 20% deposit, So um, we'll qualify for a special rate card. Uh, on the occasion where less, depo- tw- less than twenty percent deposit is held, then you know we have a standard rate card for the, for the higher, slightly higher risk lending.
0: And and Philippa, um, one of the um, interesting situations we're seeing now is that a lot of people may be single mm-hmm. and choose to be single and maybe choose to build their families as a single person, but in partnership with wider members of Farno, sisters, brothers close friends, flatmates. How does uh, how are you seeing, you know, the sort of market change towards, you know, it doesn't always have to be a couple?
1: Yeah, look, I think the market itself in, in terms of where property prices are, that certainly doesn't favor an individual borrower. Um Prices are high, which means your deposit needs to be high. So this is where Kiwi Bank um, has really taken a different approach of how can we help those people who are single who want that financial security. So by pulling resources together and pulling deposits, um, it allows people to get into that home ownership side of things. And and what I'm seeing more and more is that first time buyers parents aren't necessarily in the same position they were five, ten years ago to be able to give um, a deposit um, hand up to to their kids looking to buy. So, co-ownership really helps people be independent um, from the bank of mum and dad or for those that don't have access to that. So, I mean, the market yeah, there's no secret there that the market is tough um, and it has been tough for a number of years in terms of property prices. It seems like the goalposts are shifting quite a lot. So this is, yeah, just a way to hopefully find a pathway through um, the changing property market and the changing banking landscape to get into that
0: first time. Pip, you mentioned that there was um, a new thing that you were planning around, Um, partner loans. Could you talk a bit more about that?
2: Uh, Sure. First Home Partner is another home ownership scheme that is administered by Kainga Order. So in a couple of weeks' time, Kiwi Bank will um, officially become a participating bank. It effectively is um, an opportunity to uh, get some assistance with your deposit, getting it up to that 20% so that you can purchase a new turnkey property and co-owned by Kainga order. And over time, you'll, as the homeowner, eventually buy those shares and obtain full home ownership.
0: And how long does it take? Because um, that's often an issue for people, you know, how long do they eventually uh, get hold of the, the 100%? Yeah,
2: ideally, you um, the the customer, the homeowner, will work with their buying or order relationship manager and will um, aim to buy back buy those shares over a fifteen year period. It can be extended beyond that, but ideally, it's the fifteen year goal.
0: When the facts change is brought to you in partnership with Kiwi Bank to help you understand the issues affecting the economy, and that's what their team of experts is here to do too. Here's Kiwi Bank economist Sabrina Delgado on the current grim status of the global and local economy. Globally economic output and activity is slowing. Higher interest rates are weighing heavily on demand and crushing activity. It's not pretty, but it's what's needed to bring down inflation. Here in Aotearoa, the outlook is soft at best. Our impressive surge in net migration helps lift activity, but still the economy is weakening under the weight of the Reserve Bank and a softening global backdrop. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to stay up to date with detailed economic analysis and forecasts from Sabrina and other KiwiBank experts. They take big issues from both here and overseas and make them relevant to Kiwi businesses.
1: Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today.
2: Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment?
0: So you've had this up and running for a little bit, the co-ownership idea. Philippa, can you tell us what sort of examples we've got of the different ways to buy into a home through co-own?
1: Yeah, I think I mentioned it before um, that I've personally helped uh, flatmates who have been living together for a number of years get into home ownership. Um, The situation was that their landlord was selling um, and they were given the opportunity to buy that house and they've been living together for a long time and it it worked. Um, Other situations, um, just off the top of my head, um, brother and sister looking to buy a property together. Um, I mean, they've obviously lived with each other for a long period of time and they know all the pros and cons of of that person. Um, So again, a a chance to pull resources there. Um, And one of the other ones that comes to mind is a, a multi-generational household. Um, parents and kids, um, they've been renting for 16 odd years um, and were able to pull their resources together to get into to buying a house as well. So something that independently they wouldn't have been able to achieve alone.
0: That's interesting, isn't it? Um, over the many decades of suburban life that we've built in our developed world, everything's been structured around the nuclear family, you know, mum and dad and the two kids and typically other parts of the family are often somewhere else. They might be in a different a country or a different suburb completely. But this option allows those sorts of multi-generational family structures or support systems to perhaps more naturally collect and be in the same place to raise kids, particularly for, you know, people who are busy with, uh, you know, jobs, a couple of people working in jobs, maybe full-time. Um, that must make it easier for those multi-generational situations, Philippa.
1: Yeah, it, it certainly does. And um, you're right that having multi or multiple people in the household who are able to assist with things like childcare and um, sort of the day to day costs of, of owning a house, um, it certainly does make it a, a lot easier. I'm just looking out the window now at my neighbours that um, are multi generational. The parents are living um, in a, a self contained unit on the main house um, lot and all their childcare is taken care of. The dogs are looked after and it just it works well. Um, yeah, just looking at, at how family can help family um, get into that stable financial position. And that I think the, the main risk that people have um, with renting is, is around that instability and, and not knowing potentially what's going to happen in the next couple of years. And, and home ownership, um, in my opinion, is one of those key milestones for people um, who want to um, and who are interested in that long-term stability.
0: Yeah, I introduced this story with some uh, fresh research from the Growing Up in New Zealand longitudinal study that's come out of the University of Auckland this week, which showed that those families and children who were in renting situations where they were having to bounce out and move on regularly because the landlord was selling up or the landlord situation had changed, was often quite disruptive for families' education and yes. health and all sorts of things. And Philippa, you, you, you must have the, the privilege in a way of seeing into people's hopes and dreams, their emotions, their dreams of building their own families and their own partnerships. What, what sort of reactions do you see when people realise that something they didn't think was remotely possible could be?
1: I mean, for me personally, I have just so much respect for the role and for my part that I play in helping people on that home ownership journey. It's so rewarding to hear feedback from my customers that I didn't think this was possible. Thank you so much for all the help that you've done. I just, the, the gratitude out there, it's everything really. Um, customers are so excited to get into home ownership Um, and particularly first home buyers, there's so much to learn and so much to know and so much to do when you're buying your first house that my role more than anything is just to make that process easy. And if I can take away some of the stress involved in, in buying a house through the advice and through my experiences as well, at the end of the day, customers are just so, so happy. To, to get into the, their first house. It's something they'll never forget.
0: So Pip, this different way of people getting together to buy perhaps a first home or perhaps a new home maybe opens up some opportunities for different types of homes, how they're built, what they look like. Could you give us a sense of what could be done here or you know what, what you're hearing are options?
2: We are actually seeing some property developers exploring that very thing, Bernard, where um, you're having shared spaces but also private spaces, so um, an area where I can lock myself off and keep myself private and have my en suite versus, you know, my my friend who I've decided to potentially co-own with. So um, I think that there will be a response um, as – Co-own becomes a way of home ownership, and we could see a change in the traditional um, quarter-acre section, three-bed, two-bath. Just a different way to respond to the generation that are coming through as first
0: home buyers, and perhaps opening up opportunities for younger people to leave the family home maybe a bit earlier than they than they are. All around the developed world, we're hearing stories of you know kids in their 20s and <laughs> 30s staying staying until quite quite late. What, what do you think of that? Uh, I think
2: you're on the money there as well. As a parent of a couple of Gen Z, uh, 21 and 20-year-olds and 20 still at home, um, they've obviously got their independence, their own working life, but they're in the three- and four-bedroom home that I that I have with my husband. So, you know, at some point, somewhere, providing these pathways for these young first-home buyers to obtain home ownership. Co-own could be the way that
0: my ones move on out as well. I suspect there's some some gentle hoping going on there.
2: (laughs) A little bit of gentle hoping. Uh, The food bill would absolutely go down immensely, I could say that much.
0: (laughs) And um, Pip, um, sometimes when you're designing new financial products, it all seems a bit remote and austere. But what you're actually doing is uh, creating something that needs to be explained and understood and properly advised, but with the prospect that um, people who have spent years and years bouncing from house to house, maybe it's a mouldy house, maybe it's a cold house, but with the prospect they have a future um, with their families and with the people that they really, really want to be with, but who may not necessarily be a you know, husband, wife, partner, um, you know, what what does that mean in terms of, you know, doing your thing?
2: Oh, 100%. Those are all the key drivers that you've outlined, Bernard. And, you know, it can be quite challenging taking what is not well-known, semi-complex in terms of understanding and to really present a simple concept that is relatable, easy to understand and digest, yet be really clear in the pros and the cons and what needs to be considered. Um, And then to be able to work with experts like Philippa uh, to be able to transition that concept into reality it does, it does take a bit of challenge, but that's what we're here for and that's what we're up for. That's the reason why we we do what we do is because we're purpose-led, Kiwi making Kiwi better off. You've got to put the muscle in behind things to get it going. So I couldn't think of any better drivers really to do the work that I do.
0: Uh, Pip Maxwell and Philippa Scott, thank you so much for being on When the Facts Change.
2: Kia ora. Thank you, Bernard. Thank you.
0: When the Facts change was brought to you by the Spinoff Podcast Network, together with KiwiBank. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to find out how KiwiBank are making Kiwi better off.